All right, y'all. Hey, welcome to the show. All right. Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. How y'all doing out there this wonderful Monday afternoon? Man, I know it's been about two weeks since we last talked, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Hey, we got to talk a little bit about Brianna Taylor and what went on in that case right there. Uh, of course, you know, we got to talk about the president. Yeah, you know, we just can't go a day without this cat right here. So we're going to chat it up a little bit about him. Uh, let's see, what else we got? Oh, man, TikTok. Y'all really want to know why they're they going after TikTok so hard? We're going to talk a little bit about that, too. And let's see. Now, a little of this and a little of that. We have, I mean, there's so much to talk about here that done happened in the last two weeks. So hang in there with me. We're going to have us some fun. But before we go any further, let me go and tell you how to be a part of the show today because uh, you need to know this thing, right? Okay. If you want to conversate with me, have a conversation with me, Mr. Talk. There's a few ways you can do that. The easiest way is just call me. 347-838-8622 is the number. Once again, 347-838-8622 is the number. And we can talk it up, chat it up all you want to, baby. Um, also, there's uh email at ericstalk at gmail.com. Uh, you can drop me an email uh, during the show, before the show, after the show. It doesn't matter. Um, I'll get back to you. And the chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash to talk. So those are all the ways you can talk to me today. And check this out, man. I want to hear what you have to say because we got to talk about, I mean, a whole lot to talk about. You know what? Before we get to the songs today, hey, y'all remember East Coast. What's up, brother? Nice to see you. Uh, remember what I told y'all a long time ago when Freddie Gray uh, family got that uh, settlement. I told y'all a long time ago. Them settlements, you take them settlements, man. They aren't going to convict anybody. I told y'all. But anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about that too, because I got some questions about that Brianna Taylor um, shooting. You know, just things I've been thinking about from pictures I've seen. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered, man. There really is. But we'll get to that. And of course. Like I say, we got um, the president. We got to talk about him. There is a uh, debate tomorrow between him and Joe Biden, and that, that'd be interesting as well. Um, <laughs> but we're going to talk about some things leading up to this, 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 this debate tomorrow night. Um, apparently, somebody got a hold of Trump's taxes, and they put some stuff out there. I, mean, I, tell you, I don't know what to really think myself, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well, okay? So y'all just hang on with me. Uh, let me give y'all some good old music here. You know, I was kind of torn on you know, what I wanted to play. So I'm going to play a little slow, a little fast. Uh, I got to get back to my old school, though. I, I really do. This is not old school, what I'm just saying, as far as music. You know, old school music. There's nothing like that old school music. Yeah, but anyway, here's Rag and Bone Man and Human. And then I'm going to bring you my nephew, Mr. Jameson Ross. Call me. All right, y'all enjoy. See y'all in a few. Maybe I'm blind, thinking I can see through this and see what's behind. Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying. 
but I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put your blame on me. Don't put your blame on me. Take a look in the mirror. What do you see? Do you see it clearer? Or are you deceived? And what you believe? Cause I'm only human after all. You're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Don't put your blame on me
that calls out to something in me. From your heart to mine That only we see Reaching out From the deepest connection A spiritual place Oh, spiritual place You are the only one Who can call me this way I get that feeling When she calls me Talk to me. 
347-838-8622 is the number. Uh, you hit me up on my um, email at eric.letlgstalk@gmail.com, and the chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Okay? So, now that we have all that out of the way, <laughs> I love it when we get stuff out of the way. All right, we, man, we, we got a lot. We have a lot to talk about. Let's get busy, baby! All right, the Trump administration, you know we can't leave anything off without talking about the Trump administration. And, uh, yeah, I have to talk about this first because we're going to get to um, Brianna Taylor's thing, too. That may take more time than the Trump stuff. But anyway, here we go. Woo! 870-5782. I see you. Thanks for hanging out today. All right, here we go. Now, the Trump administration has been trying at least to ban TikTok. And um, that other said WeChat or something like that. Now the claims are the claims are that they're dealing with um, <laughs> they're dealing with um, 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 Chinese security, you know, national security issues. So that's why they had they they're trying to ban it or trying to get an American company to buy it. Now, yeah, on on on, on the top on the surface, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. But that's not the real reason why this uh, administration is going after TikTok. Now, it's, it's really, when I say the administration, of course, y'all know I'm talking about the whole big thing. But let's be honest. There's only one person who really wants TikTok gone right now, and that's the president of the United States. And this is why. Because y'all remember that that his first um, rally, you know, his big political rally that he had in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they were expecting thousands and millions of people. Uh, <laughs> millions of people to be at the rally. Well, there's a problem with that. Hundreds of teenage TikTok users and K-pop fans say they were at least partially responsible for the crowds being so sparse. Okay. Um, apparently, the campaign had fielded what more than a million ticket requests. More than a million ticket requests. All right, so they were expecting a whole bunch of people. They were talking about uh, uh, they were talking about just having an overflow area and everything. I mean, they were really set up. Well, as the, the rally got started, they, they had to stop. They had to like uh, uh, just kill the plans, stop the plans for the overflow because they barely had enough in the arena. Um, so this is what happened: TikTok users and fans of Korean pop music groups claim to have registered potentially hundreds of thousands of tickets for Mr. Trump's campaign rally as they pranked. After the Trump campaign's official account at Team Trump posted a tweet asking supporters to register for free tickets using their phones on June 11th, K-pop fan accounts began sharing the information with followers, encouraging them to register for the rally and then not show. So there you have it. That is why this uh, the president is going after TikTok so bad. Now, interesting thing, there's a couple of courts have ruled already that um, his ban cannot take effect because they haven't been given legal representation. That is interesting. So as I said, there's always a story somewhere. They'll tell you one thing, but behind it is something totally different. So yeah, this is another, one of those vindictive moves 
that uh, the president like to, likes to do. And of course, they're not going to tell you the truth because they don't want you to know the truth. <laughs> so, yeah, that was it. Let's see. Uh, also, there's another woman that accused the president of sexual misconduct, and that was at the 1997 U.S. Open. Woo, woo, we know what's going to happen with that. <laughs> not much. Not much. Then there was another woman, I guess she was Canadian, that sent a letter to the president containing rights. And, you know, that's very poisoning to a touch. And she will send it to the White House, man. <laughs> but apparently she sent it to a couple of other people in Florida as well. Um, law enforcement officials, I think you said. Yeah, so, yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah. Those those the quick ones, okay? Those are the quick ones. I'll come back to the rest of it later. Um, let's talk about um these taxes that supposed to have been um released. It's interesting, um, because everybody's making well the media is making a big big sink about about um these taxes you know um being released or somebody found them and you know opened it up everything for them. Um I mean besides Knowing that he was broke, that he's still broke, <laughs> it, it's really nothing new. You know, like, well, from 2016 to 2017, he only paid $750 in taxes. Now, that is an issue if if it, if it is true. Okay, of course, he's denying it, saying this is not true. But if it is true, yeah, we need to really look at that all over again. Hey, I know some people don't have a job and have to pay more than $750. That's crazy right there But the interesting thing about this whole And before I get to the 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 meat of what I want to talk about You know It said well He didn't pay taxes for several years You know whatever He didn't really um, pay in tax To 2016-2017 Now If y'all remember when this man was running He stood up there On the podium and said I haven't paid taxes in 10 years. So so why is this so surprising all of a sudden? The people that know already know the guy is broke. He broke, you know. And, and, you know, because of business losses and, you know, they just write off because that's what rich people do. They write stuff off and, you know, claim it or what have you by writing it off. So this is really not a big surprise. It's nothing that we didn't know that he didn't stand there and say. That is the catch. But what also came out, which is very interesting, and I'm sure it's in effect during this election year as well, that I think maybe a lot of people didn't know. Well, honestly, I don't see how you didn't know. Um, You just look at the ads and stuff. But the Trump campaign prepared files on almost 200 million American voters and separated some some out into eight different categories. All right, listen to this. One such category assigned to 3.5 million black voters was entitled deterrence. Y'all hear that, right? Deterrence. Uh, okay, the, the leaked database was reportedly used by Trump's digital campaign team. Now, see, it, this is very, very interesting. The leaked files show that black Americans were disproportionately marked deterrence 
by the 2016 campaign, making up for more than making up more of the category than compared to general population stats. For example, in Georgia, black people make up only around a third of the population, but 61% of the Trump's campaign deterrence category there. Okay, so basically, what they were doing, where they had, they built a database, and basically, you know, they targeted certain blacks and make sure that you know they didn't get out or get the word out to vote. Now, this is alleged from, you know, what they found on his taxes, something we didn't know. And I, once I read that, I started thinking about it, and I realized the same thing is going on now. It is the same thing is happening now, you know. Now it may not be the same company because they they were caught doing some illegal stuff, but I'm sure there's a, he has a team out there, and that's what the thing is. You know, don't let them don't make the, the don't get the black population out to vote. Okay, I'm sorry, black, uh, African American, um. Original, you know, native people, whatever you want to classify as people of color, they just they don't want you out there to vote. And campaigns are out there, okay? Campaigns are out there directed at you to make sure you don't vote. There's a thing going on in, in the state of Florida right now about um, convicted felons. You know, the voters voted, they let the felons vote. But the governor, who was, our, you know, a real big fan of president, decided, well, they can vote if they pay off their fine that they owe from being in prison or what have you, or before they went to prison. Which, once again, sounds good. But the only problem is there really was no system to keep track of how much these felons owe. Now, once again, you know, most of the felons came out, they were black. They were black or people of color. See, you have to look at these things like this sometimes. Now, if we see that there's a lot of young people out protesting and they're not happy with what's going on in this country right now. So what's the better way is catch them protesting, charge them with a felony, and take their voting rights away. I think Wisconsin um, um, governor just passed, a, or was it Tennessee, just passed a law, something like that. You know, one of the penalties for protesting is, oh, I'm calling, I'm sorry, they call it riots, uh, is taking voting rights away. That's why it is so important to them. Okay, it's important to them. But, you know, the, the thing in Florida is very interesting. Because um, they had a, a special on our watch. It's interesting because they have no way of tracking what people owe because there was no set, set system to keep track of all that. And even after the people voted, said, yeah, there's a, a quote-unquote a poll tax put in place to keep these individuals from going. 
from voting. Now, um, who's who's the the guy Bloomberg in New York started a, a little campaign foundation to raise money for these individuals to you know to pay off their debt so they could vote. But what did the Florida governor do? He had the Florida state attorney open an investigation into Bloomberg. Come on, he paying them to vote. And let the pot calling the kettle black. You using this money to keep them from voting, and this guy's trying to give them money so they can vote. You see that the, the lens and the depths they they will go to keep you from uh, doing what you're supposed to have naturally. Now I'm not saying all you know all the felons, uh, you know the ones that uh, murder. I think it is murder or and um, sexual um, crimes. Those are the ones that just can't vote. Period. But everybody else that go and come out, you know, the, the the citizens of Florida have said, let them vote. But the governor is saying, nope, not going to let them do it. Not until actually act after the election. Yeah, which is another crazy thing. So, and I had conversations with a lot of people, and there's some people that are so confident that, you know, Trump is going to lose this election. I say don't fall for the okie doke because that's what, that's what happened last time, remember? Everybody thought Hillary Clinton was a shoe-in. And now, three and a half years later, you're dealing with Donald Trump. So, you know, don't take it for granted. Do not take it for granted because that's not a that wouldn't be a wise thing. And don't forget the Senate races that's going on. You know, I think most of the House is up for re-election. I know Lindsey Graham, McConnell, and a few others in the Senate are also up for election re-election as well. So when you go, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this: when you go, the vote. You know, don't just say. Okay, here Republican check, here Republican check, or here Democrat check. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just forget about all that. No, do your research so when you go to the polls, you know what you have. You know who you're going to vote for. It doesn't matter what party, what you want are people that's going to stand up for you. And we have seen in this last three and a half years that has not happened, especially with the Senate. And another thing, if you decide that you want to mail in your ballot, you you know what you you know you can fill it out and take it to the post office, right? Because this administration is trying everything they can to to to, to, to stop uh, uh, somebody Trump from leaving office. Because when he leave office, he's going to jail probably because he's going to be in court forever. And that's why they want to do this, 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 um, well, I'm not going to get there yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, yeah, so that's what this administration is trying to do. And here's another thing that's very interesting that I don't think a lot of people paid attention to. You know, uh, the president has come out with a quote unquote, um, <laughs> Uh, African-American agenda for his next 
for his next uh, uh, term if he's reelected. Okay. This was interesting. I, I, I thought it was real interesting. Trump pledges to make Juneteenth a federal holiday, designate KKK a terrorist group in a pitch to black voters. Now, and this was from a conference he had in Atlanta over the weekend. And it's very interesting. Um, speaking to supporters in Atlanta, he unveiled what he dubbed the Platinum Plan. Now, see, he calls it the Platinum Plan. See, I always tell y'all, y'all have to be careful. Y'all have to listen and watch the words that are used here. Why platinum? Why not gold? Why not silver? I can tell y'all why. Because most young black voters or the community period relates to platinum. You know, because platinum means status and everybody, you know, records go gold, but they trying to hit platinum, triple platinum. So it's another key word to try and get your attention. You hear platinum plan, so you think it's, the, it's a good plan. I'm just saying, y'all. Uh, for black voters, outlining what a second-term policy agenda could look like for African Americans. Could look like, okay? The plan leads heavily on economic proposals such as tax cuts for minority-owned businesses. Yeah. The question is, how many of them are going to still be in business by the time if he's reelected, the way we're going right now? How many? And how much money? Um, further focus on opportunity zones that encourage investment in low-income areas and additional money for broadband and internet access to faster job and educational opportunities. Now, see, once again, that sounds wonderful. That is so good. Oh, he's going to look out for us. No. No. See, those opportunity zones that sound so good here that you hear a lot about, some are actually doing a little bit. Okay. we It's not a over, over, overly big success right now. Because what's happening is some of these individuals that's going in here um, doing the opportunity zones are businessmen. Okay. Now, what they're doing is, yeah, they're giving jobs, but they're tearing down some neighborhoods to, to put up new businesses or new apartments, what have you, and they're getting tax breaks for all this. So, when you start talking about in the urban, they like to call it urban communities, but in black communities, that that is really not doing it. It's displacing more people than it's helping. If the developers and, and things are getting tax cuts, who is this really helping? It sounds good on paper. That's why I say y'all have to go and check it out, man. Check some of this stuff out. Additional money for broadband and internet access to faster job and educational opportunities. And making Juneteenth, which commemorates the end of slavery, a federal holiday a federal holiday. Now, anybody know any day that's made a federal holiday has to go through Congress. It has to be approved by Congress. Okay? So, no, he can't just do that. Hey, he scheduled his rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Juneteenth. And after three years of being in office, he had to be told about Juneteenth because he really didn't know nothing about it. He acted like he never heard it. 
And then he claims he made Juneteenth famous. So this is another ploy. As we get closer to this election, there's more stuff that's going to come out like this. But I'm saying, don't bite that apple, people. Don't bite that apple. Because if he really wanted it done, it should have been done already. Not like anybody in Congress was really going to disagree with him. Because scared of him. So it, 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 it's, it, it's interesting that they, they come up with this stuff and that the, the timing, the timing. I'm sure you're going to hear about it tomorrow during the, uh, the debates. He's probably going to bring that up during the debates. But I'm saying don't 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 bite the apple on the platinum plan, okay? Don't do it. Number one, it's conditioned on him winning, being reelected, okay? That's the first sign, red flag right there. And we know this president doesn't keep his word about nothing. How long has he been saying there's going to be a comprehensive health care to replace the ACA? Three years later, three and a half years later, we still haven't heard anything about it. But he keeps saying it. So don't bite that apple, people. Don't bite that apple, okay? Because that wouldn't be a good thing. You know, and of course, it it has some what they consider black prominent figures. Uh, ben Carson, Herschel Walker. Yeah. So don't bite the apple. Don't bite the apple. Now, as I said before, you know, make sure you uh, are doing your research, okay? Don't just let them tell you anything because that's what politicians have been doing to the black community forever, ever. Now, he made those promises there. This is what he was supposed to be doing uh, when he came in office this time. Great education through school choice. We will allow every disadvantaged child in America to attend the public, private, charter, magnet, religious, or homeschool of their choice. School choice is the biggest cheerleader for school choice in all 50 states. We also ensure funding for historic black colleges and universities, more affordable two- and four-year college, and support for trade and vocational education. Okay, the only thing in that whole statement he did was he did give funding to the black colleges. He did that. But the school choice thing, I'm going to tell you why it's, it's a bunch of crap. Because he's trying to pass, he has, just last, well, the week before, he formed a commission so the schools would start teaching patriotic education. Patriotic education. What is that? I can tell you what that is. That is, America is great. America has done everything wonderful. There has never been nothing wrong that America has done. So if I want to go to a school teaching the 1619 project, I can't do it. So once again, words say one thing, actions say something different. And here's a good one right here. Equal justice under the law. We'll apply the law fairly, equally, and without prejudice. There'll be only one set of rules, not a two-tiered system of justice. Equal justice also means the same rules for Wall Street. Yeah, we know how that went, don't we? 
I, I do I really need to say more on that right there? Because till this day we still see unequal justice. Unequal. As in Breonna Taylor. But we can get to that in, in a little bit. Okay. Here's one I, I found that was interesting as well. Protect the African American church. We will protect religious religious liberty, promote strong families, and support the African American church. Yeah. Yeah. How's that working for you? Huh? How is that working for you? They all want us to take care of the African American church. No. Y'all want to take care of Daryl Scott. If y'all don't know who Daryl Scott is, that's the pastor that's on. He's probably one of the only black people besides Ben Carson left in the uh, Trump administration. He was at one time when Trump first got in office, he was registered uh, as the campaign manager or whatever. That's the one that said President Trump has done more for black people than any other president. And of course, the president has been saying that since. That's the same guy. Pastor Scott that said the, the gangs in Chicago wanted to sit down and talk to Donald Trump, which related later came out that uh, it was a lie. It was a lie. But it made for a good photo op. It made good for some people to believe. So don't be biting all these apples they be putting out there for you. You know, like, uh, what's that one? Cinderella or whoever bit the apple, but it was poison? Yeah. And same go for Biden. You know, Biden's not making no no outstanding promises yet, <laughs> which is a smart thing. Which is a very smart thing. And your congressional people—they're not saying much about nothing, so you don't know what they're doing. COVID has made has made this a very interesting, a very interesting race um, for the White House. It really has. And as we go along, as we go along, it's going to get even stranger. Yeah, it really is. Um, Yeah, I told you all about the the executive order um, he did claiming that anti-racism is the real racism and stop federal federal, um, agencies from teaching that in in school, I mean, in, in classes. You know, about diversity and racism, all that. But yeah, he stopped that. He wants federal because he can't stop the companies, but he stopped the federal. But what he said is if he catch anybody doing it, they're going to lose funding. What kind of crap is that? The chief anti-racism is racism. It's the real racism. Now, this is the president of the United States. Not only that. <laughs> But y'all hear what he said about Kamala Harris? Did y'all hear what he said about her? I know some of y'all didn't, but I'll I, I let you know. You know, last Thursday, in fact, he said about Kamala, Kamala Harris, if a woman is going to become the first president of the United States, it can't be her. That would rip our country apart. This is not what people want. And she comes in through the back door. This would be this would not be what people want, especially because it's her. 
And that is no way for a woman to become the first president. That's for sure. Now, that's what this man said about uh, Kamala Harris. And we know he's has a history of attacking women, period, but especially women of color. You know, that's what this man does. So don't bite the bullet. You know, um, what's the name? The Mooch, I just called him Mooch. He was on the um, administration for about 12 days. He said something very interesting in a documentary I watched on, you know, the administration and stuff. What he basically said was when the president starts attacking personally, he's scared of them and he he knows that they're more intelligent than he is. They're smarter than he is. So in order so instead of, you know, acknowledging or, or leaving it alone, he personally attacks them. Which was interesting because if you notice Anybody who has a question that just goes above his head, he he's attacking. He's attacking. Or he makes up some great lie. Now, when he said, this is not what people want, and she comes in through the back door. Now, you can take that a, a couple of ways. You know, when you hear that, she can come in through the back door, and you think this is a black woman. Now, you can take that a couple of ways. Knowing this guy right here, most people would think he's saying because she's a black woman, she can't come through the front door of the White House. She has to come through the back door. That's an interesting thing because we know, you know, during the 50s, 60s, or back in history, that's the only way a black person can come through somewhere important was through the back door. Even Jesse Owens had to do that when he came back from winning all the Olympics, the gold medals in the Olympics, representing the United States of America. He tried to go into a restaurant through the front door. They made they made him go through the back. So I can see where that can be construed as being very racist, bigoted, or whatever. Now, taking the emotional side of it out and thinking about who said it out, it can also mean that she she was originally meant to be the president, but since they didn't feel the Democrats didn't feel that she was going to get enough votes or support, they put her on the ticket with Joe Biden. Not only to help him, to help her. There are many many uh, thoughts out there and conspiracy theories out there that says something's going to happen to Joe Biden in office, and Kamala Harris is going to become the president. Of course, it's a theory. You know, I call it a conspiracy theory, but really it's just a theory. People throwing their guesses out there, and it may not happen at all. But that would, I think, that what it means. He means when he says, "and she comes in through the back door." Actually, this time I don't think he was being racist. I think he was just uh, speaking politically. And that's not, and honestly, that's not so far fetched. It's not. It's not so far fetched. It could actually happen. Biden get elected, he gets sick, or something happens to him in office, and Kamala Harris becomes the president. Not only the president, the first woman president, first woman president of color. Sure, there are a lot of individuals out there that hated Barack Obama would hate her even more. 
And I'm just going, I'm just letting y'all know there were two meanings to that. And depending on how you took it, how you took it, yeah. But I think when he says this is not what people want and she comes in through the back door, he was speaking more politically than uh, um, racist, I guess you can say. Yeah. That is how how things work. (laughs) That is what's going on right now with that. As I said, tomorrow there is a uh, debate that's going to happen. And you know the other funny thing is he's trying to get a drug test done uh, before the for both of them before the um, <laughs> before the, um, the debate tomorrow. Man, is that crazy? Because he swear Joe Biden is on um, performance enhancing drugs, and it's funny that he would say that, and I, and I noticed this, and I just I, I said I was going to bring it up on the show. When he went to, to, to pay his respects to um, Justice Ginsburg, you know, I don't know if anybody noticed, but as he was standing there, he started rack, rocking back and forth. And if you looked at his eyes, they were fluttering. I think he dozed off a couple of times. I'm talking about the president. And this happened more than once. If you go back and watch him standing there, watch him start rocking back and forth like he felt he fell asleep. And I think the only reason he left when he did, you know, besides uh, the crowd chanting, vote him out, was he was going to sleep, and he couldn't stand there anymore. But he has the nerve to to want a drug test done on Joe Biden when apparently you can't stay awake just to pay your respects for a couple of minutes standing there. Once again, it's a very interesting scenario, isn't it? And then we're going to talk about this thing with um, Justice Ginsburg. You know, that was a fiery little lady right there. That lady, she had done a whole lot of stuff. She really did. Whether you like, you know, the good, the bad stuff or the good stuff, she was a powerful um, lady. She really was. But my thing is, did y'all notice the disrespect that the Republicans had for her? The woman went dead two, what, two hours, and they were already talking about replacing her? I mean, jumped on it hard, too. Wow, really? Really, what's really going on with this? Why so much disrespect? Well, it's easy, y'all. This is an election coming up. And the president, okay, wants to put another conservative judge on the Supreme Court. Now, why say, so why is that so important? Here it is. If you listen to him, he's sowing seeds of, of, of fighting the election return if he loses. That's what he's doing. And if he has Another judge on there on the, on the Supreme Court He's Thinking that they were ruling his favor And he can stay in office for another Four years Oh uh, well there's another little issue As well You know if there's a still a fight going on 
he probably probably he possibly could stay longer until a result is given. So there, there's a plan behind all. It's just not to to, to get be mean or, or well, I ain't gonna say it. it may be to be mean. I don't know, but it has a political overtone to it. So that is why he the, the, the Republicans and the president are trying to get um, this this lady or Barrett on there now. And honestly speaking, there's really nothing that the Democrats can do. That won't look bad on their part trying to fight this lady because they don't have the majority in the Senate. They need what three other senators to join them in, in, in saying no to keep her from being uh, a hearing uh, confirmed. Everybody thought Mitt Romney was going to be one of the three, but Mitt Romney say he, you know, okay, I'm good. So it'd be interesting here. In, I think it's supposed to start in October, uh, within the next two weeks, um, to see these confirmation hearings and see uh, what is going to transpire with that. But that's what politics are, right? <laughs> fun, fun. So we keep it. But don't bite the apple on the platinum plan. Please don't do that. The platinum plan is bogus. It's not going to do anything for you. Because I'm sure if you if he he gets reelected and you mention it, he, he's going to be like, nope, didn't say it, didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. So that's everything Trump. For the moment, anyway, that's a, that's that is everything Trump. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Breonna Taylor. Well, before we talk about Breonna Taylor, let's talk about something that just went on in uh, Maryland. Uh, Maryland reaches twenty million dollar settlement at the police shooting of handcuffed man. Okay, y'all remember 43-year-old William Green. He was a black man who was fairly shot while handcuffed in the back of a police car. I'm, I remember talking about this. Yeah. You know, the cop was arrested and charged with second-degree murder, and he was black. Listen to this. And Owen, who is also black, was fired from the department the day of the shooting. Isn't that interesting? That That, that is very interesting, isn't it? The black cop not only gets fired, but gets charged with second-degree murder. Second-degree murder. That's the black cop. Okay? But the other cops in the Breonna Turner case really didn't nothing happen. What's up, Bite? How you doing today? Glad to see you. But my thing is, this $20 million million settlement, it, 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 it... Without a doubt, it's the largest uh, um, settlement anybody has been given from a city for wrongful death. But as I said before, and I've said this over again, I don't know why people don't listen to me. I mean, I know families be be going through a hard time, and sometimes the the money looks good. But it's simple. Once you take that settlement, nine times out of ten, 
those those officers aren't going to be charged with anything. If anything, a hand, a, a slap on the hand, and that's it. That's it. It's a, you know, I remember when I first started noticing it, it was like two mil. Then it went up to six mil. Right? It went up to six mil. The Brianna Taylor's family. How much did they get? Let me take a look again. How much did it get? Uh, they got twelve million. Now this is Maryland, the state of Maryland, twenty million. So at least the price of the life is beginning to go up with inflation. I know that's a bad thing to say, but that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. <laughs> but anyway. <coughs> Anyway, let's keep it going. Um, yeah. Breonna Taylor. Y'all remember Breonna, the MT that was killed in her apartment, shot in her apartment and uh, by the police that supposedly was serving a no-knock warrant, but kind of turned out to be, they say the cops did knock, and yeah. Yeah, Breonna Taylor got a $12 million settlement bite. Yep. From the city. Okay. Let's talk about the Breonna Taylor thing. Well, one officer was charged, and but he wasn't charged for her death. He wasn't charged for her death. You know, they got him on wanton endangerment. Yeah. And I know most people like me were like, wanton? What the heck is wanton? Ain't that something you eat at a Chinese restaurant? Yeah. Pretty much. That's what I thought anyway. But there's a little bit more to one time. Basically, what it says is um, you firing indiscriminately into somebody else's building. Yeah. Refers to an act or instance of putting someone or something in danger or exposure to peril or harm. Okay. Now, this is basically what, what the ruling said. Uh, now, I'm going to put it in, in regular terms. The cops had the right to defend themselves because the boyfriend admitted to coming out firing first because he thought there were um, intruders coming into the house, in the apartment. So he fired first, and then the officers returned fire. The two that were in the house. This other one that was charged, he fired in the glass window, that was had shades on it, so he couldn't see it. He just heard gunshots. He just started firing, and apparently, some of his bullets went into a, a adjacent apartment that uh, adjacent apartment that that had um, three occupants in it. So that's why he was charged with wanton endangerment. I mean, yeah, something like that. That's what it's called. But the interesting part about this whole thing. As I went back and started trying to figure out exactly what was happening, <sighs> y'all, something ain't right with this thing. Uh, and this is what I'm gonna tell you why. Number one, when when the the, the attorney, Kentucky Kentucky Attorney General was, you know, telling what the grand jury came up with, he said there was a witness that said the police actually. Introduced themselves before coming in. 
Yeah. The funny part about that whole statement is the night it happened, the guy said, no, they, they, I mean, it didn't happen. They didn't announce themselves. They keep saying it was a no-knock warrant, but it was a, a they introduced, they, they knocked before they came in anyway. And if that's the case, then why would the black, the, the boyfriend fire a shot, come out with his weapon and fire a shot if they introduced themselves? But yet, but wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. Yeah, I, I understand that, Vice. I understand that. A- exactly. So, but wait, 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 there's more. There's more. There's more. There were 32 shots, okay? 32 shots fired from the officers. From the officers. She was hit five times. She was hit five times. I think it's five, six times. Okay, now, they say the other two officers, yeah, you know, they, some of their rounds actually, if I'm not mistaken, some of the rounds actually were the ones that killed them. They can't tell you exactly which ones. Yeah, they can't tell you which ones, but they there was some. But wait a minute, there's more to this thing. Um, yeah, three officers fired a total of 32 shots. Rounds fired by Sergeant Madley and Detective Cosgrove struck Miss Taylor, while Detective Hankinson, the only officer who has been charged, fired 10 rounds, none of which struck Miss Taylor. All right, that is where it gets a little sketchy for me, y'all. Now, let's let's go back to, to what we we're talking about here. Police come through, whether they knock or not. Boyfriend comes out, fires his weapon. He says he fired it into the ground. And apparently the bullet ricocheted, hit the one of the officers in the thigh. You know, barely missing an important artery. Okay. At that time, now y'all picture this with me. At that time, the two detectives outside starts firing back. Okay. Now, between the two of them, they shot 16 rounds, basically, between the two of them. Brianna gets hit five times. Okay? Y'all, y'all, y'all listen to what I'm saying. Brianna gets hit five times. What happened to her boyfriend? Why did he get shot at least once? That's the thing that's, that, 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 that keeps popping in my mind. He's the one who fired. How did she get hit? And he didn't. That is the craziest thing to me because I'm like, okay, as a man, I'm protecting mine, right? So if I'm out there firing, no, you need to go in and get, you know, I'm in front of her, pushing her out the way or something. She got hit and he didn't. That is so suspicious to me. Twenty-two shots. We ain't going to talk about hangs and firing from back. He couldn't see nothing. He was just shooting. 
But I, I, I read an article here. See, I, I want to see if I, I printed it out. Well, apparently, <laughs> Bite, you know, that's, that's an interesting question. Bite says, did he use her as a human shield? That, that, that is a good question. It, it's beginning to seem like it. Because if you see the picture of the hallway, this hallway is not that wide. It's not that wide. And for two people, we stand in a hallway, both of them should have been hit. But looking at, at that and thinking about what the, the they're saying, no, it makes no sense. Okay, here's here's, here's what the, the things are. Okay, it, 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 it's crazy. Officers knocked down the door to Miss Teller's apartment. Sergeant Manley was the first officer to step inside, according to his statement. Um, he said that he saw a male and a female figure standing at the end of the hallway. The male figure, who was Miss Teller's boyfriend, was standing with his hands stretched out, holding a gun. My mind's going. This ain't right. That's what Manling said. When Mr. Walker fired, Sergeant Manley said he felt a sensation of heat in his leg, and then he returned fire six times, stumbling over and falling. He had been hit in the femoral artery with the bullet tearing through his thigh and exiting out the back. Okay, Detective Cosgrove. <laughs> no problem, Mike, no problem. Um, Detective Cosgrove has been with the police department for more than 50 years. Da, 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 da. He was the second person inside Miss Teller's apartment after an officer with a battering ram tore the door of his off his hinges, teen rounds, down the hallway after Mr. Walker shot in the direction of the officers. Okay. So, once again, it goes back to but she the one got hit. That just doesn't sound right. This, you know, that doesn't sound right. During the shooting, Mr. Hankinson was initially positioned behind the other officers, but after Mr. Walker opened fire, he ran out of the breezeway into the parking lot and fired at least ten rounds into the sliding glass door and window of Miss Taylor's apartment. What kind of crap is that? So he was going to shoot him in the back. Just firing. Ooh, Lord have mercy. So, once again, how'd she get hit and he didn't? But that does take away the, the, the talking point that she was asleep. Maybe. Maybe. You know, because everybody says she was sleeping in the bed. Uh, I don't know about being asleep in the bed. But the question is, how did she get hit and he didn't? You know, the officer that got charged, Hankinson, he had a history of complaints, excessive force, 
and allegations of sexual sexual misconduct. So basically, since he had all those against him, they say, well, let's use him as the scapegoat. Let's use Hankins. Maybe that'll satisfy pacifier. But no, there's still so many questions left out there, and I don't know if if, if anybody would really know what really happened that night besides those that were involved. Now this was this is this is an interesting case. Um, legally, it's interesting because here you have someone in the home trying to protect their home, the, the law enforcement trying to serve on a warrant. And each firing at each other, but it can be both can claim self-defense. Isn't that crazy? And you know, I heard people say, "Well, he know that it wasn't nobody trying to break in." Oh, yeah, he don't know that, considering the neighborhood that, that they lived in, maybe. No, so I think he said he thought it was. Uh, her ex-boyfriend trying to come in. That's who the warrant was actually for. And at the same same time they served that warrant, they served another one at the um where the boyfriend was the ex-boyfriend was staying. And they found some drugs and stuff there. And he told them she didn't have nothing to do with it. Because law enforcement thought he was sending drugs through the mail to her apartment. That's how all this was started. Because they seen him come out with a package that turned out basically to be shoes. You know, when they start talking about reform, police reform and all that, you know, it's stuff like that. It's not disarming the officers. It's kind of uh, working on more than just being offensive. I know that in this case it was technically being defensive. But that worked on both sides that I just mentioned for both parties, because each and, and the bottom line is is, is the, the 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 society that we live in today. Everybody's suspicious of everyone. Citizens don't trust law enforcement. Law enforcement don't trust trust certain citizens. So, um, what? Each his own. Bike says, go back to rule number one. It's not self-defense when you shoot blindly. That goes for both Brianna's man and the police. I agree, Bike. I agree. But basically, that that one took place right there. And the, 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 the sad part is, the only person that wasn't firing was the one that ended up dead. You know, from a legal standpoint, I, I think it, boy, it is crazy. It's, it, 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 you know, it's just one of those things that make you scratch your head. Everyone that had a weapon, you know, basically still walking or still living. The only person that didn't have a weapon is dead. And there's no excuse for that. There's not. There is no excuse for that at all. 
But basically, that that is that is what took place there. You know, I, I would like to see a reenactment because I think the boyfriend ducked out. <laughs> I really do. I think he found a shot of duck and ran in a room or something and left her standing there. I'm not saying it was planned that way. It so seems a little shaky to me. And that's, you know, that's just me, my opinion. Um, you know, I told y'all, you know, how I see it. I see it because this is just cuckoo. It's cuckoo. Hopefully more come out and we'll really get to the bottom of, of what really happened to Breonna Taylor because that right there is not it. That's that's not it. <laughs> and apparently there are reports that after the shooting, the officers that were involved were allowed to walk around the scene together. Now, come on. Yeah, y'all know how we do. We walk, hey, hey, what happened? Did you see so-and-so? Da-da-da-da-da-da. So by the time you get to ask a question separately, you got your story straight. That wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, but I mean, technically, I see that. Mike says Brianna was in the, in the company of her man who shot at the police. That makes her equally as guilty, just like the bank robber and the getaway driver, equally guilty. Yeah. But she, she didn't have a weapon. She didn't fire. And as you mentioned before, after the first shot and he went down, officers fired blindly. One ran out the house and ran behind and started firing in the house from start firing in the house where he couldn't even see. But I mean, you're right. You have a point there. But it was the wrong house. See, see, because they eventually dropped all the charges against the boyfriend. That's another interesting thing. They dropped off. They had actually charged him for shooting that officer. Then they went back and dropped the charges on the boyfriend for shooting the officer. Yeah, so once again, <laughs> why didn't he get shot? Mike says, not to say the police are innocent, but both parties were out of control. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt, Mike. Let's see. Let's move on here. Um, I'll keep y'all abreast of what's going on. See if I can find more information on, on that. Um, yeah, that is just crazy. No, see if I can't find some more video and, and try and put these things together. Let's talk about Mr. Kyle Rittenhouse. Y'all know who that guy is, right? That's the 17-year-old that um, killed two, that's charged with killing two protesters with AR-15 style rifle in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Well, his lawyers are trying to fight him his extradition, extradition from taking being taken back to Wisconsin. Okay, they don't want him to be to go to Wisconsin and be tried. Okay, he faces six criminal counts stemming from, um, including first degree international homicide and first degree reckless homicide, reckless endangering safety and 
possession of a dangerous weapon. Okay. He has an um they didn't enter a plea. But he went to Kenosha from his home across state line in Illinois, you know, for the protest and rioting that followed the shooting by a white Kenosha officer of Jacob Blake. Okay, y'all remember Jacob Blake. Many on the right describing the teen as a patriot who, while those on the left have called him a murderer. Mr. Witten is being held in a juvenile detention facility in Wisconsin. 17-year-olds are treated as adults. So he would be held there in an adult facility if found guilty of first-degree homicide. He could face life in prison. Now, here's another interesting thing. Uh, Mike says, um, I'm 100% on Kyle Rittenhouse's side. You hit me in the head with a skateboard. Damn straight, I'm going to fight to survive. <laughs> yeah, but fighting and shooting are two different things. But there's a there's a twist to that story, though. But wait a minute, Mike. Mr. Rittenhouse is represented by Mr. Pierce and L. Lynn Wood of Atlanta. You know, Mr. Wood runs the Fight Back Foundation, which supports a number of conservative causes and has raised $1.8 million for Mr. Rittenhouse defense. Mr. Pierce left the board of that group recently to focus full time on the Rittenhouse case. Um, his lawyers have described Rittenhouse as a patriot standing up against lawless protesters and said he was acting in self-defense. Okay? So, that's the upside of the story. Now, there's a lot of questions with that as well. There, there are a lot of questions. Because there have been some reports that actually he was being attacked because he attacked someone before the cameras got on on his attack, you know, they was trying to subdue him. You know, because of course you seen you seen him get hit in the head with a skateboard and him wrestling. Okay, I understand defending yourself, but let's let's be real, bite. Who gets an AR-15 and comes across straight lines to lines that the, the to get into a ride of looters. I can see if that was in his home state, his hometown, his territory, or whatever. But this kid crossed state lines. You know, he went looking for trouble. You leave somewhere there was nothing is happening, and you go toward a chaotic situation where there have been reports of violence and things going on with the AR-15, and you tell me you're not looking for trouble? Mike says, what kind of fool attacks a man with a rifle? I would. Between me and them, yeah, I would. Yeah. Number one, it takes about three point, I think three point four, three point five seconds to pull the trigger. From the time your mind think about it, so my mind has to be quicker than his. But anyway, you know, it, 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 you know what, Mike? Mike says, as I understand the story, the kid was given a record by his employer. But that's still okay. So your employer gives you a weapon, a rifle. 
But you get in and take across lines. That, 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 why? It, it wasn't. It wasn't nowhere in his bubble. Is what I'm trying to say. It was nowhere in his bubble. Yes, he did cross state lines from Illinois to Wisconsin. Yes. And the other interesting thing was officers were there. They didn't try to arrest him. Here's the thing. See, that's why a lot of times when things happen, um, <laughs> well, thank you, Bite. <laughs> you may have to send them to the other people. <laughs> um, but but um, you know, when you you just think about what's going on today. You have jokers in trucks, spray paint, not spray paint, but uh, paintballing, macing people. You know, protesters within the last month or so, 101 protesters have been run over by uh, um, automobiles. Run over. Purposely. It's simple. I know some of you don't agree with what's going on, and, and some of you frustrated. But it's one thing to be frustrated. It's one thing to try and kill people. They're not trying to break in your house. No, they, you know, just protesting. As I've said before on the show, yes, we know protests. There are those that are there just to protest. Then there are some people there uh, just to cause chaos. We know this. But if you come, you another group coming in to call yourself defending something that you know that that's like the dumb gang gang wars and stuff. I always call them dumb because it is they're fighting over a, a property that don't belong to either one of them, but then they just claim it. It's just dumb. Okay, you don't like what these people do? Find another route. You don't like what you do? Just go somewhere else. And I go for both sides. But the interesting part about this whole hatred thing between ethnicities and stuff like that, pretend if they were to sit down and talk to each other, they find out they have some of the same concerns and likes, um, same concerns and likes. They're not so different as they make themselves seem. But as long as it's being constantly pushed and, 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 oh, my goodness, intimidated, I mean, initiated and pushed by somebody else, man, it's crazy. And then let's talk about, for a minute, let's talk about this NFL thing. You know, why is it so many people are upset about NFL players not coming out for for the national anthem or kneeling for the national anthem. Did you forget what country you live in? 
The same thing that you're yelling for, my freedom of speech, my freedom to do what I want to, that is their choice as well. Well, I ain't watching the NBA no more. I'm not watching the NFL no more. Well, good, don't. Choice as well. That's part of your freedoms as well. You know, and, and here's an interesting thing. If any of you ever watch college football, you notice those teams never come out for the national anthem anyway. They're usually in the locker room. But you don't get upset about that, right? Because it's not made big. It's not. It's not made a big thing. Just shut up and uh, do your sports. <laughs> Mike says there isn't room for peaceful compromise. All politics, America, and even to COVID, boil down to this simple equation. Those people who want the government to take care of them versus the people who want to take care of themselves. Well, I guess not. I guess that's what they're showing us, huh, Mike? There is no peaceful there is no peaceful compromise in their minds. In their minds. Is there is there a chance for a peaceful compromise throughout this whole thing? Yeah. But you know, cooler heads have to prevail. You just can't. You just aren't going to have to where everybody's going to be happy. You're not. You're not. And I, I, I seriously am a believer that social media, news network, they add add fuel to the fire. They really do. They add fuel to the fire. Because they don't, and, and here's, let's see, and that's why I always tell y'all before when anything happens, before I comment, I have to wait, I have to wait and see. I have to wait and see the whole, what the whole story is. Because you only get the negative side of any story first. They show the most gruesome, uh, horrid part of it first. That's to get you to react emotionally. That's to get you to really get hold and get upset and and they play it over and over and over and over. After a while, that's all you see in your brain. That's all you see in your brain. But there's more to the story. You know, when Walter Scott got um was shot by the officer in South Carolina ooh, a few years ago, a lot of people got mad at me. They really did. Because my theory was what you get out of run for when you know you can't run? He running with a limp. The the officer was fat, so you got a, a long, hardy chase going on to the, the side to shoot him. Now, here was my take on that, because I, I try and see what it is. Okay, he was pulled over because he had a turn light out. Okay, he knew he had a couple of warrants out. So he takes off and runs. Not going anywhere. For every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. It just takes one person to sit down and say, okay, enough of this crap. Let's stop. Let's think about this first. 
most of these protests, see, and that's that's the other part about it. I, I tell y'all all the time, you have to listen to keywords. You have to listen to certain things. Pay attention to what's happening, details of some of these things. The majority of these protests are peaceful. <coughs> Excuse me. They are peaceful. People are actually going out protesting, you know, saying uh, what they feel. But then you have that one group, and and it's interesting that there's always those out there that are going to try and take advantage of the situation. And there are some individuals that are paid to come in and start start things for political purpose. Now, I'm just just being honest, for political purpose. And that is all you're going to see. You know, that is all you're going to see is the negative part of it. Now, the looting and stuff may take, you know, depends on, you know, where they at. One, two hours, maybe. Sporadically. But that's not what you're going to, that's not the image you're going to be given. You're going to be given the image that this is going on 24-7. And that's not the case. Is looting and rioting wrong? Yes, it is. There's no way to defend that. Let's keep in mind, there are those out there that are having peaceful protests. They're not doing anything else. Now you have a group out there that's just decided, we're going to run over you. Stand in my way, we're going to run over you. Now, here's my thing. What if there was you out there protesting something, like your Second Amendment rights? Would you want somebody just to plow over you? Fight says it no longer matters if the majority are peaceful. There are far too many violent protests occurring. I say shut them all down. Well, Fight, that is a solution, isn't it? Only problem is you're violating the constitutional rights. It, it, it's, it's, you know what? The more I talk about it, the more I realize it, it, it's it's basically a no-win situation for anybody. And the other interesting part is you don't see many leaders out there trying to stop it. You got one that, that keeps uh, pushing it on a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research on these things here and, and see what's really going on. Because it, it's just too much uh, more questions than answers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike Dicker. Let's see. Mike Dicker got called out for blasting players who kneeled during the anthem. Oh, yeah. I talked about this already. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that it's Mike Dick out of all people. I mean, really. He played with Gary Sayers. He noted the, the mess that Gary Sayers had to go through, who just recently passed. Oh, man, I add. Bite says, not at all. Choose a different method of protest. You know what, Bite? That's interesting that you would say that. Choose a different method of protest. 
you know, because um, there have been different types of protests around, and there was problems with those as well. It, it, it seems as though you're not supposed to protest at all, depending on who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my take on it anyway. That's my take on it. Yo, I I try to see the best out of everything. Um, Bite says, not at all. Choose a different method of protest. How about a cheerleader squad with a BLM banner? <laughs> um, or a blimp with Trump 2020 protests that are not that are nonviolent. Hey, I'm with that bite. That's part of your free speech, right? I I I can get with those. Those are nonviolent. But then again, what political purpose would that serve? People can't get along because they don't want them to get along. I'm a horn dog, cheerleaders were reaped. <laughs> Okay, bye now. I'm not going to read that out loud. <laughs> I'm not going to read that out loud, but that was interesting right there. Um, you know, there was there was a, a saying that I, I found. Um, I have to find it again. That really put this whole thing in perspective. It really did. Um, I mean, it really put this stuff in perspective because when you think about what's going on with the justice, you know, Ginsburg seat, uh, officers being charged, not being charged, protests going on, you know, who's being called responsible, you know, blah, 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 blah. This saying says, a politician's hypocrisy sends the message that politics exists only to reinforce the power of those who already have it, not for the people. Yep. That's a strong statement right there. And that's what we have been shown. We really have. That's what we have been shown. You got the administration threatening to fund a whole bunch of people because of stuff they don't like, that he doesn't like. I'm not, you know what? I'm not even going to say the administration because we know it's not the administration. It's the president. He doesn't like it. That's why he's going after TikTok, because they sabotage his Tulsa rally. That's that, that, that that's just simple. It's retaliatory. And honestly, I think if I think these protests, the the violence and the rioting for could have been way ahead of time. I really do. But the things he has said has just ignited it even more. And that's the bad part about it. That, that That's the worst part at all. That's it. <laughs> hey, in fact, speaking of that, um, any of you out there talking about um, Mailing in your ballot for this this election coming up. You know, there is a way 
Oh man, what's really going on here? Oh, there is a way to um track your ballot. Believe it or not. There is a way to track your 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 ballot. I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all this now. And I'm gonna tell you um this a little later as well. Um, because I know a lot of you are gonna try. Oh, uh, let's see. What did it say? All that you have to do is it's gonna be a, it's a tracking number that you can get to track your ballot. Okay. Yeah, that's all you have to do. Or you can just take it down to if you want to. Ballot tracking is very similar to a tracking, a package that you order online. Yep. So, that's, you know, if you get it and you're going to mail it, just tell them you want a tracking number. That way you can go ahead and, and track where your, your, what you call it is. Unless you live in Connecticut, Mississippi, Missouri, Wyoming, they have no ballot tracking systems at the state or county level. So in that case, if you can, go on and vote in person. Go on and vote in person. It's good. It's good. But as I always say, don't forget, don't forget to vote your for your local officials as well, because that's more to me that's more important than this president thing. Your local officials in Congress. You know, and we already know the Senate ain't, the, you know, their cojones were taken from them for the last three years. So, yeah, we need to replace all of them. All of them. <laughs> See, this is another case of why some type of reform is needed for, um, Officers, a 13-year-old boy, 13-year-old Utah boy with autism is recovering in the hospital after police responded to his mom's 911 call for help. Repeatedly shot the teen. He has Asperger syndrome. You know, now he has serious conditions with injuries to his intestines, bladder, shoulder, ankles um, from the officer shooting him. You know. Uh, you know, when you look at stuff like this, that's why reform, not refund, re, yeah, the, the, the reform, yeah. You know, you need to get officers out there that have some kind of psychological training that can recognize the situation. I don't know why I can't talk all of a sudden. Recognize the situation and properly deal with it. I recognize this young man has a issue. Uh, hopefully, his mom told him that before you know when she called. You know, and this is in Utah. It's something you really haven't heard much about, but it's in Utah. Mike says um, the left is too angry. Humor goes further than anger. The left needs to learn to laugh in order to be successful. The left what? <laughs> See, once again, that's the problem. The left. The left. Why does it have to be the left and the right? And then the middle is the independent, 
then way on one side you got uh the libertarians, then on the other side you got the Green Party. What happened to just being human people? What happened to that? You know, we, we we've gotten away from that. But anyway, back to the little boy. Um He's a small child. Why didn't you just tackle him? The mom said. He's a baby. He has mental issues. Barton said she called 911 on Friday for help with her son who was experiencing a mental breakdown at their home. When officers responded, she told them that Lyndon was unarmed and that he needed to be hospitalized. She said he's unarmed. He doesn't have anything. He just gets mad and he starts yelling and screaming. Police told her to stay outside while they went into the house. But minutes later, she heard the officers order Linda to get down on the ground and and around the gunfire. Salt Lake City Police Sergeant Keith Harris said Friday the officers feared that the team might have a weapon. How you just the mama just told you he didn't have anything. <laughs> Yeah, this society is is more comfortable with labels. You're right. That's that's how they they can identify with each other, I guess. Um, yeah. The mom told him didn't have it, so the officers say they feared the team might have a weapon. She told you he had mental issues. He was small. Cameron had attempted to flee the house on foot. Then one of the officers shot him. Howard said. Our investigators officer would be looking at body camera footage. His mother said her son was handcuffed and the officers were unable to tell her whether he was alive. She says, Why didn't they tase him? Why didn't they shoot him? Why didn't they shoot him with a rubber bullet? You are big police officers with massive amounts of resources. Come on, give me a break. So can we say that um uh-oh, here we go. Can we say, can we say um, that some training needs to be done? Can we say that? No, that's crazy. That is, that is just totally cuckoo. Okay, something says I'm having technical issues here. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, can y'all hear me now? Can you hear me? What's really going on? Ooh. Can y'all hear me out there? If you're in the chat room, you can hear me. Let me know. I think we we may have some issues going on at the moment. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so yes, there needs to be some retraining done with police officers. Okay. All right. Disconnect the military training. I mean, start the military training. I agree with that. I, I do. I do. But see, you know the the interesting part. 
<laughs> no. Is this a telephone commercial? No. I think the problem is we get training from overseas. They're a little bit more brutal than the, the uh, training we get. That's the cost of dollar. <laughs> okay. Uh, mm. All right, y'all. We we I think that we didn't cover enough. We we didn't cover enough right now. Um. Woo! It's been fun. It really has. Um, are y'all ready? Are y'all ready for this new change that's coming? Or this old change? I don't know which one it's going to be. But anyway, y'all pay attention to what's going on out there with, with this COVID-19 stuff. Uh, election. There's a debate tomorrow night. Uh, pay attention. Let's see who's going to stay awake. Let's see who's going to stay awake tomorrow. It should be interesting. Okay, we already know what's going to happen, right? The president going to come out. He's going to start calling Joe Biden names and, and coming up with slogans and what have you. We know that. The question is, how is Joe Biden going to take it? Now, we know Joe Biden has a tendency of going off, right? <laughs> he has a tendency of going off. So it, it should be interesting. Hopefully, they have trained him properly, and he won't have to worry about you know, saying the wrong stuff. So, so that's going to do it for me, y'all. We're going to get up out of here. <laughs> I don't know why at certain times this thing have um, sound issues. It's not me, y'all. It's not me, I promise. But anyway, it's been fun. Um, would Joe take the drug test for the election? I don't know. He might. The question is, will the president take his? You know, like I said, at, 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 when he was standing there and watching over, um, paying his respects to Justice Ginsburg, he was falling asleep, rocking back and forth. If you go and look at that video again, you will see him rocking back and forth, his eyes fluttering, like he's just trying hard to stay awake. So, yeah, let, you know what? That would be interesting. Both of them took, if both of them took the, uh, what you call it? <laughs> interesting. But all right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, East Coast, for hanging out with me. 345. Okay. Um, code 708-850-870. Thank y'all for hanging out with me as well. We're going to get up out of here, man. It's been fun. I'll see y'all next Monday. Lord willing. And I have another interesting show planned for you, have for you anyway. If by chance you like the show and you have you're not following the show, go ahead and um go ahead and like, push the like button. Um you can send me an email at Eric Let's Talk at gmail.com, Instagram at Eric Let's Talk at Instagram.com. Okay? So We'll see. Maybe both of them take that drug test and we'll see what kind of old people medicine both of them are taking. (laughs) 
That should be interesting. See if any of them smoking dope and inhaling. <laughs> y'all be fun, man. I'm going to take y'all out of here with, with um, Call Me by Mr. Jameson Ross. Y'all have a great week, and see you later. Be cool. And I'm out. Remember, keep smiling. Show appreciation. Forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And niggas, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, baby. If you can laugh at yourself, everybody is beautiful. All right? Everything is beautiful. And remember, keep laughing. All right? Until next week, y'all be good. I'm out. I miss that feeling when she calls me. My baby just called me. Nothing but melodies on my mind Searching for a vibe Guess who rings my line If it was anyone else but you I would let it ring all day
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.